Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. Appreciate the love and support. This podcast is available on all platforms. So Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you tell three friends about your boy, too. You know what I'm saying? We try to do things a little different around here. Um, you can also, if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, we always taking we always taking uh, feedback. We accept all types of feedback. So that's s p r t z b i z n e s s at gmail.com. You can also find more about me on the World Wide Web. That's s p r t z b i z n e s s dot com as well. Yo, some couple of things I got I, I had to talk about. Yo, we're gonna get into these football games because man, it was it was it was bananas. Um, we're going to talk a little basketball as well, but yo, first things first, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about a little bit about football. Yo, Rams fans, first of all, look to your left and look to your right. Do y'all know any Rams fans? Like, like awesome real. I'm not even trying to be funny. I think I know one person that's a genuine Rams fan and I'm not talking about the St. Louis Rams. I'm talking about the LA Rams, St. Louis Rams. When they had Kurt Warner, Marshall Fox. All them boys, you know what I'm saying? They won the Super Bowl in the year 2000. I think it was 2099 or 2000, something like that. Um, I ain't talking about them St. Louis fans. I'm talking about the St. Louis Rams fans um, that had to relocate and and, and move out to L.A. Um, about five five years ago, five or six years ago. Excuse me. I'm talking about L.A. Rams fans. Um, is there such thing as a L.A. Rams fan? And like I said, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being dead serious right now. I don't know a L.A. Rams fan. And the reason why I say that is because before I get into these football games, yo, the city of L.A., the Los Angeles Rams fan, uh, the Los Angeles Rams as a organization, bro, y'all y'all need to step y'all game up and, and, and try to find some fans out there. <clears throat> I know it's a it's a basketball town and it used to be somewhat of a college football town when, when USC was, was, was doing their thing, but... Uh, I saw this uh, article, or I saw it pop up on social media, really around Saturday night. I think it was about Saturday night um, after the 49ers beat the Green and Bay Packers, stunned them actually. Now I'm gonna get to that in a few. Just give me, hold on tight. Just, just give me a few minutes while I get this out. <clears throat> I saw an article, or it was floating around my social media, <clears throat> where it looks like on Ticketmaster, the LA Rams had already blocked. Um, People who want to inquire about the NFC Championship game tickets to LA, because if the Rams or if the Rams would have beat the Buccaneers, which they did, they would be hosting the uh, NFC Championship game. All right, cool. I, I, I get that. But they were blocking fans or anyone who wanted to inquire tickets who didn't live in LA County, and they said that they, you know, the billing address and yada 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 um, didn't match up with anything out inside of LA County, then you wasn't going to be able to get tickets to the game. And that's a t- defense tactic to where I believe it was week 18. It looked like the Niners who were playing in, in L.A. That game was it, it was practically a home game for them. Um, it, I saw a sea of red. <clears throat> but the, the fact that the Rams have to do this and I mean, Chargers games are even worse. Like Chargers, the Chargers, they don't have so they don't have enough of a, a fan base in, in, in L.A. That the other team's fan base comes to the Chargers or to SoFi Stadium 
and the Chargers have to use a silent count at home. Like that, that's crazy. So the fact that these two LA teams, nobody, no, nobody's really rocking with them, and now you're trying to block anybody who wants to come, um, come support their the the other team. Y'all got to do better, man. Like straight up, do do better. Get get fans. If you don't like it, get fans. And then they acting like people can't buy tickets from StubHub or SeatGeek and the secondary markets. Like what? What are we doing? I, whatever. But I, I just thought that that was really really interesting, and I thought that that's kind of stupid too because it ain't like. Niners fans can't just get tickets off of other places or they can't just still not show up. But anywho's, it is what it is, whatever. But yo, like I said, yo, these four games over the weekend was bananas. And I and I posted it on my Twitter. If you ain't following me on Twitter, uh, this, it's at Sports Business. Uh, you, you can find me there as well. I said these four games definitely made up for them whack games that took place just last week. Um, and, and, and for the fact that all four games came down to one, one to a score at the last, last play was the score, um, is it, crazy. And they weren't just bad. Like they, these were really, really good games. Um, and I'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals who beat my beloved Vegas Raiders. Um, man, I, I thought Tennessee was going to be able to beat them. E- I want to say easily, but I didn't think that they would have to struggle. And, and I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill, um, a little bit sideways, because the defense did their job. Uh, they held the Bengals to 19 points. And in most in today's NFL, that should get you a win. That should be able to get you a dub. And the fact that they sacked Joe Burrow nine times is saying something. So it wasn't like they wasn't getting to the quarterback. Um, but Jamar Chase is that real deal. Joe Mixon is the real deal. Um, T. Higgins is nice. Uh, the, the, the tight end that they got is also... Uh, Boyd is really, really good. Um, but... Ryan Tannehill, you, you mean, come on, man. You, what you, what was you doing? What was you thinking? Did you not learn your lesson against the Raiders when the Bengals played the Raiders and Derek Carr tried to drive the ball down the field and, and, and got picked off? The same thing happened to you, dog, and it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, but these young, these young, these young Bengals right here, man, they they bought that life and they're they're going in very very confident. Um, they're a well coached team. They don't really make too much mistakes and they can. The thing about the Bengals is they know how to play pretty much any type of style. They want to go point for point and, and air it out. They got Joe Burrow. They got two great wide receivers. They got a great tight end. And if they want to get ugly, they got the Bay Area's finest, Joe Mixon out there in the back in, in the back backfield, um, who can do his thug thizzle as well. So, um, you know, with Derrick Henry coming back after being gone for, I believe, 10 weeks, um, 19 carries for I believe 60 some odd yards had a touchdown. It's not a bad game for him, um, but I, I expect more out of Julio Jones. But Julio Jones looked like Grady from Sanford. Sound like he moving worse than Fred Sanford um, on the football field. He just looks terrible. Um, he missed so much of the game, so much of the season, and, and the trade um, for Julio Jones was. I mean, the Falcons won. Really, um, if you think about it, <laughs> the Falcons won. So I, I don't know what the what the Titans do next season, but. For them to be the uh, overall AFC number one seed and to lay an egg like that, that's not good, man. Uh, it's, it's not good. But shout out to the Bengals. They did their thug thizzle. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people's giving them a chance against the Chiefs, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I think they got a shot, um, and I think that they can actually maybe pull off an upset. I'm not going to say that they, they will, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Um, I want to be shocked at all. Uh, not to mention that they already 
played the Chiefs this year, earlier this season, and beat the Chiefs. So, in a shootout in 31-34. So, I, can I, do I think the Chiefs can win? Uh, I'm sorry, do I think the Bengals can win? Absolutely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, moving on. Yo, is that the last time we're going to see uh, the, some what most people call the GOAT, Tom Brady? Was, 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 was that it? Um, I, I don't know if that was Tom Brady's last game, but... Uh, Bruh, uh, the LA Rams, for them to be up 27 to 3 and for the game to be tied up 27 27, um, late, late, late in the fourth quarter like that, bruh, I don't know. Um, and I know really Matt Stafford didn't play bad. Um, it was really, you know, Cam Akers fumbled, had the fumble ruski twice. Uh, you know, and then Cooper Cup turned the ball over uh, deep in their own. Well, not really deep in their own, but uh, in the, on their own side of the 50. That didn't help out. So, you know, th- there's a lot of questions that need to be asked for Tampa Bay. I know they went all in like, this season trying to retain everybody. Injuries killed them really, really um, throughout the entire year. Uh, you got Godwin that tore his ACL. Fournette missed some time. Mike Evans missed some time. Grant missed some time. Uh, I believe their whole entire secondary at one point was depleted. JPP missed some time. So um, and I think they don't really have a lot of money in the salary cap next season to even be able to retain a lot of these players. I know Godwin is a free agent. Uh, Gronkowski is another free agent. I think Nandamika Sue is a free agent as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting on what does the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like. And this is something that Tom Brady um, wants to rock with uh, being the fact that a lot of the same faces that he's seen the last two years may not be there next season um now flipping the ball on the side of the rams for about three and a half quarters the rams looked like they were the best team in football um they looked like they were the best team in football that being said they had an epic meltdown um jalen ramsey got burnt um by mike evans uh on on a, on a nine route um, you know, you had two fumbles by Cam Anchors, who was balling at one point, but you know, he got here looking like Tiki Barber all of a sudden. Um, so uh, for them to be playing against the 49ers next week, my confidence meter up until three and a half quarters was like, yo, this might, they, this might be their chance. This might be, this might be their time for them to be able to go all the way and actually get the job done this season. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I can tell you right now that my confidence meter from how I felt the first three and a half quarters to what that last seven minutes were, has drastically changed. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very, very iffy about the Rams being able to win, um, this upcoming Sunday in the NFC championship game. So, um, we'll see, but you know, I mean, that might've been it for Tom Brady. Um, you know, what else does he got to prove? Seven rings. Uh, I believe nine Super Bowl appearance, uh, 10 Super Bowl appearances. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, if that was it for him, he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he's got definitely a whole dumper, a whole bunch of different opportunities he can do off the field. I mean, you see, he's practically in every commercial already out there. Um, his wife's loaded with money. So, I mean, at this point, does he just want to come back next year, try to run it back one more time and, and try to do a last dance type of thing? Maybe, but you know, if he doesn't, you know, he ain't got nothing to, shame, nothing to be ashamed of at this point. So, um, yeah, the Rams, they got a lot of work to do, in my opinion. Uh, and we'll see how they are able to break the, the 49er curse uh, with Sean McVay, the head coach who's been, I believe, 0-6 now. 
against the 49ers and it was switching gears. The 49ers, uh, how can I, I, so I'm from Oakland, I'm from the Bay. I'm from Oakland, California. Um, so all my life, I, I, all my life, I've seen nothing but 49ers. Uh, 49ers this, 49ers that. 49ers were dope in the 90s. They were a great team. They went in into a huge lull the late 90s and pretty much all the way up until 2010. Here's the thing about the Niners, man. This Niner team that beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, they're only as good as how far the defense and clearly special teams takes them. Um... I am very, very, very hesitant to, and here's the thing about how I feel about the Niners at the quarterback position, is Jimmy G, which Jimmy G are we going to get? Are we going to get a Jimmy G who is a game, uh, 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 a game manager who I believe it was two years ago in 20, the, against the Minnesota Vikings, I think he only threw eight times or something like that. Um, are we going to get the Jimmy G who can kind of play pretty good ball, which was week 18, um, against the the the, the Rams, um, for so you know the the offense only scored three points, uh, and the 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 seven that came from the uh, from from the touch the only touching that was scored on behalf of the Niners was the um, was a defensive was the special teams touchdown. So you know Niners fans, pump your brakes. Let, let's let's just keep it a buck. Y'all beat a great Packers team. Um, but a Packers team that Travis Kelsey's got more touchdown passes than Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, in, in the playoffs this year, Travis Kelsey has more touchdown passes than Aaron Rodgers did this playoffs, which is crazy. Um, so, so my thing is, which Jimmy G are we going to get? Are we going to get, um, are we going to get a guy who can actually get the job done? Which yet we have yet to see. We, we haven't seen that yet. Um, this Niners team is very, very good. And it kind of reminds me of the 2015, I believe, Broncos team. When Peyton Manning couldn't even throw the ball down the field 10 yards. But they had a great defense leading by Von Miller. It reminds me of this. You know, they have a great running game. And the cool part about it is the Niners got weapons. They got George Kittle. They got Brandon Ayuk. They got Debo Samuel, who might be the best football player, period, right now. Period. This dude's out here throwing touchdown passes. He's catching. He's running the ball. This dude is an ultimate Swiss Army knife. Do you? And, and, and so it's not like they're not playing with talent on the offensive side of the ball. But the question is going to be: if he, if, if the Niners lose on Sunday, do you go to Trey Lance? Who Trey Lance? In my opinion, I'm gonna keep it a buck, Niners fans. He ain't proved Jack Diddley pool with me. You know, and I know y'all gave up the farm to get him, but I don't know if he's better than Jimmy G. And that's not saying much. So only time will tell. But do I think the Niners have it? That like, does, does the six wins against Sean McVay does that play into the mind of Sean McVay? McVay right now? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, this is a legacy game for the Rams and Sean McVay. If they don't win this, this is this is a big deal. Um, a winner take all game. This is the third time that y'all are playing each other. It ain't about X's and O's no more. They they know all the plays from front to back, back to front. It's about execution. It's about mental, mental uh, prepping your mind. It's all those things. It's 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 beyond what's going on in between those two hash lines. It's all in what's going on with your mentals. And if your mentals ain't ready for this game, this game's gonna be lost before the coin toss even starts. 
So do I think the Niners can actually do this thing? Absolutely. But I'm now looking forward. I'm looking past this NFC Championship game, and I'm looking at the Super Bowl, seeing if they can actually finally get the job done. And right now, my answer is I don't think they can either beat the Bengals or they can beat the Chiefs if it came down to that right now. And I'm just keeping the buck, Niners fans. Y'all did y'all thing. They went up there and they went into an iceberg slim weather game. One. Um, and now looking look on the other side, what are we going to do with Aaron Rodgers? What do the Packers do? Um, they're, they're strapped for cash as well. You got Devontae Adams, who's probably the great, the best wide receiver in the game outside of Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Um, you know, does he is he ready to chuck up the deuces and from what it looked like initially when the season began, he's ready to dip set. Um he he was ready to, you know, he was out here saying this is the last dance. Um this ain't the last dance because in the last dance with the Jordan teams, they actually won. Y'all didn't even sit here and get close. I mean, it was bad. Um, so you know, you got a lot of the, the Packers got a lot of decisions they gotta make. Um is this a wrap for Aaron Rodgers? Where is he in? Where is he going to end up going? Um, so there, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. But I mean, as long as the Niners' defense plays the way they did, they're going to be able to keep it. They're going to be able to keep stay in the game against anybody. It's the fact of what is the offense going to do, and I'm not saying really the offense. What's Jimmy G going to do? Um, so we'll see. But great win for the Niners. Um, I'm really really excited for this NFC Championship game, and, and it's going to be it's going to be popping like fish grease. Now, moving on to last night's game uh, against the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs, bruh. You know, you know, everyone plays, and this, and this show is being recorded Monday, so Monday morning, actually, so the day right after, not even 12 hours after the game has been done, a little, a little more than 12 hours, um, you know, people saying this is the greatest football game they've ever seen, uh, people are mad about the overtime rules, um, yada, 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 yada. So, first things first. Do I think the overtime need rule needs to be changed? Nah, bro. Like, first of all, I watch a lot of pro football. And, you know, people are saying, well, maybe they need to go to college football rules. Bro, I've, I've, I've watched maybe, like, two college football games where they did the over, like, it's gone into overtime. To this day, to quote the great Negro poet Deontay Wilder, to this day, I don't know what the overtime rules are in college football. I know that they are able to score from like the 25-yard line, and then if the other team goes, then they go on the 25-yard line, and then there's like a second OT where they start on the 10-yard line, blah, 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 and then it gets to a point where they got to go to two points, two-point conversions instead of kicking for the field goal, whatevs. I don't know. If that's what they are trying to incorporate in the NFL, bro, I'm going to be confused as I am now. With that being said, does overtime rule need to be changed? Nah, bro. It don't need to be changed. Um... And, and, and a perfect example is I went to the Raiders Chargers game about three weeks ago. That game went in overtime um, and the Raiders won the toss. They went on a three and out and the Chargers got the ball back. And so my thing is stop. You know, the, the Bills had a number one defense in football. Um, defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, who's a former head coach, should have had his team prepared. You know, like. What, what are we doing? You guys were you guys are salty because y'all didn't get the ball back? Like, should have stopped them. It's possible. You can do it. You can do it. It's not it's not like it, it can't happen. Um, so so I'm gonna put that so I bookmark that. <sighs> Was that the greatest football game I've ever seen? I think that's low-key a little bit of a reach. Um there was a Rams-Kansas City game that was a Monday night football game in Mexico a few years ago. That was pretty good. 
um, that they actually treated it like it was a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think the score was like 55 to 52 or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that's the greatest football game I've ever seen. It was it was pretty good. Um, I think of Green Bay, San Francisco, divisional round where Cap ran for like 200 some yards. I think that was pretty good. There was also the Terrell Owens catch against Green Bay in the divisional round, or I think wild card. Um, when he played for the Niners, that was a really, really good game. Um, I'm just talking, I'm just naming, I'll rattling off some games, some really, really good games. Philadelphia against New England in the Super Bowl, that was pretty doggone good. Um, but as far as them people, for people to say this is a great game, the greatest game they've ever seen, I don't know about all that. I think I just rattled off about five games that I would put ahead of this game. Um, it was a great game. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest game I've ever seen, um, but it was good. Um, honestly, I don't really why I don't really follow the bills like I should, but I will say this. Josh Allen is a problem, y'all. Like that dude is a problem. My man got a he got an arm that he can sling the ball down the field like he Patrick Mahomes and he's solid like he big though. He big like he remind me of Cam Newton. He's a he's a he's a, he's a, he reminds me of Cam Newton but just got better accuracy. Like this dude was out here making just as crisp passes as Patrick Mahomes could if not better. And that's saying a lot, B. Like he was balling um and, and 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 it was just crazy. Like I see how people had Josh Allen as their preseason um preseason MVP favorite. Like this dude was a he was he was nice. He was he was everything as expected. He was he was as advertised. Um, I didn't even know who the hell Gabriel Davis is. I know he had like seven touchdown catches, I believe, this entire season. But my man sat there and, 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 and caught four touchdown passes and caught over two hundred yards, Bruh, There's nobody in the history of football. Excuse me. There's nobody in the history of football that's done anything like Gabriel Davis did yesterday. I'm not talking about a Jerry Rice. I'm not talking about a Marvin Harrison, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. Um, I can go on and on and on as far as greatest wide receivers in the playoffs. But my man, he was out here touching stuff that ain't nobody sat here to touch yet. So um, the Bills are a problem. Like they, I think if they would have matched up against the Titans and the Bengals yesterday, they would have ran them boys off the field. They would have ran them boys off the field. They ran into a team that had a little bit more experience. Um, this is a team that's heading into their fourth consecutive uh, AFC Championship game being played at home. Something that's never been done, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they're also playing possibly, in my opinion, who's probably going to go down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history, Patrick Mahomes. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, bruh, you in the AFC, you got a lot of competition to take that name. You got Justin Herbert from the Chargers. You got my man right here, Jack Josh Allen. I mean, it, it, the AFC, as far as quarterbacks go, as far as this next breed of quarterbacks, whoo, man, 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 Patrick Mahomes got his arms and his hands cut out. But man, take 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 uh, no credit for the for, for the Chiefs defense. And I know the Chiefs defense, um, you know, they gave up 36 points, but they did something that uh, a lot of teams haven't been able to do. And that was get the get the Bills to get a couple of three and outs, like. I think it was the last game of the season. The Bills didn't even have have to have to punt the ball. Like I didn't even know who their punter was um, at one point. And uh, I think even the announcers, uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, said, "Yo, this is the punter. Like we don't even know who he is." So, um, I, I, the Chiefs' defense for them to even give up thirty six points for, the, but for them to be able to get a couple of key crucial three and outs, 
um, was saying a lot. Uh, and that shows in minus they didn't have the honey badger. Tyron Matthew, uh, he was practically out the entire game um, early in the first quarter. So, yeah, um, the Chiefs against the Bengals is going to be very, very interesting. Um, but the Bills, they have nothing to be ashamed of. Like, I know they had bigger expectations this season and they had Super Bowl goals and those were realistic goals. Um, those are real. That, that's not far fetched for that team. Um, they got everything you can think of. They got a they got a solid quarterback. They got a great wide receiver in in Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs. Singletary is a really really good back. Um, they got a really really good defense. Like I said, it was the number one defense in football this year. Um, in practically every major category, they just ran into a Chiefs team that was a little bit more experienced, and they 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 knew how to put it on. I will say this. The Chiefs also had better clock management as well. Um, there was a couple of key plays where I believe they were able to drive down the ball, drive down the field in 13 seconds. Hey, peep game, y'all. The Dallas Cowboys could even run one play in 13 seconds last week um, against the 49ers. So take that in consideration as far as how how good of that's not just great talent, but that's also good coaching. That's situational awareness, and and and, and the entire Chiefs team. Anytime, I believe it was the catch where Travis Kelsey got it within field goal range. The entire offensive line was so calling up, you know, throwing up the tee. And I'm not talking about the this sign. I'm talking about the timeout sign. Um, and, and, and everybody, like, it was just great situation. They, they, that's a well-coached team where they prep their, their they prep their players into knowing every single situation on what to do and what not to do. Um, so, so it, it, it was, it was a beautiful thing to see. It was a great game. Best game I've ever seen. I don't know about all that, but we'll see. But we got two great games. I think the Chiefs and the Bengals. I think this is a good time for a lot of people who haven't really been watching Bengals football. This is a good time for them to get on the spotlight. Um, by the way, I don't, I think I know one Bengals. Like, yo, as far as Titans, Rams, Bengals. I don't know a Titan fan at all, period. Um, I know one Bengal fan, and I know one Rams fan. So, uh, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's going to be some great. Yo, I always say this next week is probably the great game. Better Some some of those games are probably better than the Super Bowl because this is actual ticket into the game. So, all bets are on the line. Uh, you know, everything's all in at this point. So, um, I'm expecting the Rams and the Rams to be a great game. But I got, ooh, man, the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals are playing on house money. Nobody expecting them to get this far. And I told you all early, early, early this season, I said the Bengals are going to play hard this year. I said the Bengals are going to play hard this year. And nobody took me serious. I didn't think they was going to get this far. I said they was going to give a lot of teams a run for their money. So if you actually listen to my shows earlier this season, I've been saying the Bengals are a great team. I need to pat myself on the back for that, ladies and gentlemen. But anywho's. We're going to go ahead and uh, put a chapter in these uh, football games. Um, and I appreciate everybody hanging in here, listening to the show. Like I said, the show is available on all platforms. But, man, yo, uh, uh, L.A. Lakers. What, what the hell is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers, bro? I mean, I'm seeing things from last week that Frank Vogel is on a day-by-day scenario where, you know, he can let go at any minute. But then they're saying that he's got free range on how he wants to do things. Uh, Russell Westbrook gets benched uh, last week in a game um, after Karis LeVert just, you know, he was uh, Russell Westbrook was basically playing Olay defense and all my basketball aficionados, y'all know what Olay defense is. He out here giving up layup lines, y'all. Um, but here's my thing. I think Anthony Davis is supposed to be coming back next week. 
okay. Mr. Glass comes back next week. He comes back next week for about good a good two weeks, and then he'll probably go on the shelf after the All-Star break. Whatever. So we, we, we probably ain't going to see Anthony Davis at all. Uh, you know, over under, we're probably at the halfway point right now, basketball. So, I mean, let me pull it up. Let me roll the tape real quick. If we're talking about the Lakers, they are 23 and 24. So they're right around a little past halfway at this point. I don't expect Anthony Davis to play 20 games, if that, going into the last half of the season. This is just a track record on how Anthony Davis is. That's why I call him Mr. Glass. Uh, if anybody haven't seen Glass the movie or Unbreakable starring Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson, check it out. You all know what I'm talking about. Here's the thing about the Lakers. They talking about they want to move, you know, make it possibly a trade line move. Who y'all going to move? Like, what y'all got? Y'all done gave up. This is two times that the Lakers have given up capital. Um, they've given up their, their, their equity. They ain't got Jordan Clarkson no more. They don't have Lonzo Ball. They don't have a Brandon Ingram. They don't have a Josh Hart. Um, you know, what you, what you got to give up, bro? Like, you gave away Rondo for pennies for the dollar, but... I mean, you ain't getting nothing in return. I think y'all got some draft picks. Trevor Ariza, bro, like, has Trevor Ariza even played this year? You got Kent Bazemore, like, I mean, he was he played, he played all right for the Warriors last year. Avery Bradley, he got cut by the Warriors right before the season began. Um, Wayne Ellington, I mean, they keep talking about this Taylor Horton Tucker guy. Um, you know, that that's about the only thing they can really give away, but he's bootsy to me. I ain't seen nothing from him. Um, I just don't know what they really got. Austin Reeves, the guy who made a game-winning jump shot earlier this season, eh, whatever. But the, the 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 Lakers don't have nothing to give away. You gonna give away Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard about as old. He older than me. Um, Kendrick Nunn, he he's he hasn't panned out well. Russell Westbrook is probably the only thing you can give away. But what you gonna get in return off of a contract where you're paying him forty-four million dollars a year? What you gonna get John Wall in return? Like that doesn't make sense. So you know, Lakers. I'm Laker fans. I'm sorry to hear this, but y'all gonna have to rock with what you got because ain't nobody in the market rocking with y'all for y'all assets. There's nothing to give away. And I hate to say this, y'all. I really hate to say this. Y'all ain't gonna. I mean, y'all went all in the year. What is that? Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The summer. The 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 the, the church league uh, year when when the Lakers won in, in the bubble when they was playing uh, church league. Church League at Night League uh, bubble games. Um, y'all went all in that season, um, and y'all don't have nothing in equity in return. Y'all went all in for one championship. Y'all thought Anthony Davis was supposed to be the future, and he might be, but right now, can you say Anthony Davis is a even a top 10 player in the NBA? Right now, can you say that? No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. If healthy, if he's giving you anywhere between 65, I mean, I'm being nice at 65 games. I'm being very, very nice to say if he can play, give you 65 games, could he be a top 10, top seven player? No, I don't think so, man. I I, I don't think so. So um, I don't know what you can do with this roster. I don't know what they can give away to make this into a, if they can even turn their season away with turn, turn the season around with what they got. DeAndre Jordan. Hey, I'm going to tell you all right now. DeAndre Jordan is is somebody who just runs up and down the basketball court every game. For about 10 to 15 minutes just to get exercise. What in the hell has DeAndre Jordan done since that dunk on uh, my man from Detroit Pistons when he played for the Clippers? When he dunked and when Chris Paul threw that lob of DeAndre Jordan. 
what has he done since that time? What has he done since he left the Clippers? I know he went to the Mavs. I think he went to the Mavs. Nothing. He went to Brooklyn and talked number 11 and Kevin Durant into coming into Brooklyn as opposed to going to the New York Knicks. So he played peacemaker there. But what the hell does DeAndre Jordan bring to an NBA basketball team? What does he bring? He is dead weight. All he does is just run up and down the court. And that's about it. He ain't a rim protector. He ain't grabbing boards. I mean, what is he doing? What are we doing here? He ain't doing nothing but just running up and down the court, getting exercise. Man, go play. Go. You can do that at 24-hour fitness right now, man. So the Lakers are paying DeAndre Jordan $10 million. I'm, I'm sorry. He's, the, Lakers are paying, the Lakers are paying DeAndre Jordan $1.5 million just to get exercise, y'all. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand how... First of all, who's who's running the team? Is it LeBron? Is it is it Clutch Sports? Is it Genie Bus? I'm hearing Kurt Rambis is now in team meetings. Um, is Frank Vogel running it? Uh, what's my man's name? Who who's the GM? Uh, Palinka is Palinka running? Like it, it, you just keep hearing all these weird names, but you don't hear one. Like they're not on the same page. Um, it just don't make any type of sense to me. So uh, I hate to say, it, Laker fans, y'all might not be making it to the playoffs this year. Y'all might not, and y'all be lucky to play in the playoff and play in game. Um, and even then, I don't think y'all gonna make the playoffs. I mean, you're probably gonna get smoked by the sons of the Warriors in the first round, even if you do make it past the play-in game. So, I mean, tough times ahead, man. Tough times ahead for the Lakers. Anyways, it's time for us to split. But uh, before we do, I definitely got to uh, give two sports business dummies of the day. Number one is Grayson Allen of the Milwaukee Bucks. Bro, he got to get out the NBA right now. This dude is a flight risk. He's been a flight risk since he played at Duke. He was out here kicking people in the in the gonads. Uh, he's been out here punching people. Um, he's been acting like a Karen. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it a buck. Grayson Allen is a Karen. When things don't go his way, he got to sit here and throw a little temper tantrum. Um, and 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 he and the reason why I'm giving Grayson Allen the Sports Business Podcast Dummy today, I believe it was either Friday or Saturday. Uh, Alex Caruso. Um, another asset that the Lakers gave away um, has a breakaway steal, goes up for a dunk, and Grayson Allen literally just slams this man on the ground. Alex Caruso is now out six to eight weeks with a broken wrist. Um, our prayers go out to Alex Caruso. I hope my man has a speedy recovery, speedy and healthy recovery. Um, there's no room for that in basketball. Um, Grayson Allen gets hit with a technical foul, a flagrant two, and gets thrown out the game and is only suspended one game. What's my man's name that sat there and went uh, go ape stuff on, on LeBron James? LeBron James slapped him in the face and, and, and that dude saw blood and he was about to kill LeBron James. My man got two games for that. Um, and, and, and you and the NBA can only give Grayson Allen one game for that. And my man's out for it. almost practically two months of the season in a crucial time when the Bulls are already missing uh, Zach Levine as well as Lonzo Ball. Grayson Allen, you got to get out the NBA right now. Like, you're going to hurt somebody. And I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to do that to the wrong person. And somebody going to put your lights out. And I'm not going to be feeling sorry for you, bro. You have a history of doing this. And there's no room for that in basketball. I get playing hard. I get the going, you know, there's a hard foul. I understand all of that aspects of the game. But what you're doing, bro, it's not clean. And, and, and it's really, really, it's not, it's not cool. Um, there's no room for that in basketball, and I'm I'm kind of saddened at the NBA as well as uh, what's my man Adam Silver for them only being able to give him one game. Like that's that's terrible. My man's missing eight weeks of his li- of his career, and you're only going to give this entitled Karen boy 
one game that's that's not cool man it's not cool at all so um grace now you're the number one uh you get the first uh the first one number two was very very interesting i saw this pop up late last night and i was just like what what are we doing and that's uh and that's the, that's one one hall of famer basketball hall of famer uh all-time steals leader now what i believe assist leader john stockton um, I guess he was going to Gonzaga. He went to Gonzaga. That's his alma mater. Um, and to this day, he's the greatest Gonzaga basketball player that ever came out of Gonzaga. Um, and you know how I feel about Gonzaga University. Um, but I guess Gonzaga University had enough of him. They suspended his season tickets over his defiance over the COVID-19 mask mandate. It looks like uh, Gonzaga University, all, all their home games, they mandate that all fans wear their... Uh, um, mask they they ask you to comply with their mask rules so if you're attending a game you must uh, don on a mask which i mean i understand that and you know to each his own um i guess my man has been refusing to comply with the school's mask mandates um he said in an interview in an interview so now the 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 university was like all right well you can't come to any more games um bro like just put us just put the mask on dude like you knew here's my thing when you purchase tickets, I don't care if it's just to, to the circus, when you purchase tickets at any time when you're getting your tickets delivered to you or before you hit checkout, before, well, as you're perusing through the, the Ticketmaster or wherever you get your tickets, there is a disclaimer that tells you, hey, please follow local COVID-19 guidance. So before you put, sat there and hit submit or wherever you sat there and swiped your, your black AMX card or whoever takes your card number, there is somebody, there is a disclaimer that says, hey, bruh, we got COVID-19 protocols in play. And if, if you choose to purchase tickets, you must comply with it. So who the hell thinks, what makes you think that you just, you John Stockton, first of all, bro? Like, I mean, don't nobody really care about you all like that. It'd have been different if it was, you know, Allen Iverson or Jason Kidd or Chris Paul. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just John Stockton, bro. Like, think about it. You were on the dream team. You were able to walk around in Barcelona. Nobody knew who you were because you were John Stockton, dog. Like, let's let's put two and two together. Like, you ain't you ain't all that in a bag of chips, bro. You look like an average dude walking down the street. Um, so Gonzaga had to pull like you're you're the probably the greatest alumni to come out of Gonzaga, and this is how you acting. I mean, come on, dog. Why did you even buy season tickets? So good for Gonzaga for for bucking up and. And not and standing their ground and not and not folding like because a lot of people do fold in times like this. So John Stockton, you also get the sports business podcast dummy of the day. So um, at this point, I hope they don't even give you tickets no more. But whatever. Anyways, man, that wraps it up. I know this has been a great, great show. Um, I appreciate the love and support. Like I said, my name is Eric Compton. You listen to the sports business podcast available on all platforms. We're gonna run it back next week and we're gonna find out who's going to the Super Bowl. But until then, we out of here. Peace.